to the Piney Pastors Podcast, the elders meeting after show where we hang out to discuss theology and issues relevant to covenant members at Piney Ridge Church in Wentzville, Missouri. It's like a Bible study, covenant members gathering, elders hang out, and talk show all wrapped up into one. And it's all about making disciples of Jesus Christ. So grab another cup of coffee and let's get started. Welcome to another edition of the Piney Pastors Podcast. I'm Steve Hopp, and I am joined by... Jason Myers. And... Nathan Smith. And we are the pastors at Piney Ridge Church, and today we are going to begin this podcast by talking um, uh, a little bit more about the second commandment that mm-hmm. Jason preached on this past Sunday. Uh, this is February 2nd, if you're listening to this like in 2026 and you're wondering when that was, it was on January 31st, 2021. It's Happy Groundhog's Day. It is Happy oh, yeah. Groundhog's Day. I'm, I'm excited about that. Haven't heard the report that. yet. No. But. And also the 19th anniversary of my appendectomy. So. Oh, congratulations. Yes. Wow. And it also reminds me. How my, do you celebrate that, by the way? <laughs> you were supposed to make chocolate chip cookies for me today. Oh. That's right. Yeah, that the 19th anniversary is chocolate chip cookies. So yeah. sorry. It's um, a big one. Also, my parents used to go to a groundhog dinner every February 2nd or right around there with their my mom's cousin and would her husband. Eat, would they eat groundhog? Well, yes, <laughs> they would. Groundhog is sausage. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Very so good. It'd be a sausage dinner, yes. <laughs> So, as I was trying to say, we are going to continue talking about the topic of the second commandment, which is that you shall not have any, form any kind of an image Mm -hmm. of God and uh, worship it. And uh, Jason preached that sermon, and then we had a question, looking at you, Ryan Gill, Mm -hmm. and we had a question uh, from one of our our soon-to-be covenant members, and... uh, Wanted to know about uh, violations of that, and so we thought we would take that on here at the beginning of this podcast. Um, Jason, since you are the expert on the Second Commandment, we'll, well let you. That's not quite. There. We'll let you kick it off. What I know, I know specifically, uh, some of the questions are about about making images mm-hmm. of uh, Jesus, for example. So let's just start with that. Uh, what about images, pictures of Jesus, in like say a children's Bible? Yeah. Wow. So I, I, I first I did not address it on Sunday on purpose because you I, knew we were going to do a podcast. I knew we were going to do a podcast, and I was glad to do a podcast because I didn't have much time. I already went over on Sunday, so anyway, that means you owe the people about ten minutes in your next sermon. I think so. I need to take. I got to shave off. So yeah. Um, so yeah. So the second commandment. Um, we talked about it on Sunday, being that there's a general principle behind it that we should be careful to worship God only as he is appointed in his word. And if he has forbidden us from worshiping him through images, then we shouldn't do it. Um, But the way verse 4 of um, Exodus 20 uh, seems to state it as though it's just a a strict prohibition, don't make any images, and with the implication of don't make any images of God that represent him, period. And then verse 5 says, don't bow down to them and serve them. So the question is, are those two parts or are they one part? Meaning, are there two aspects of the second commandment? One is don't make any images. And the second one is don't bow down to them. 
or is it just one idea that the point of making the uh, images would be to bow down to them or to serve God through them? Um, and where do you sit on that, Jason? I sit right here in this chair, and I say that um, the intention, as I see it, is one part. So it's one general command to not make an <clears throat> idol uh, or don't make an image that represents God in a way that you would want to worship God through it or that um, would tempt you to do so. So don't try to worship God through an image. I don't think it is a uh, a prohibition about making any, you know, any and all. I said this on Sunday. It's not about artic- artistic expression. God mm-hmm. not against that. Um, but don't make um, images of him such that we would bow down to them. However. Well, so let me yeah, just clarify. <clears throat> so I then am okay with the fact that I've, put up a manger scene in my yard for Christmas as long as I'm not inviting people or myself bowing down before it and worshiping it my I'm using it as a say I'm saying to the my the people in my neighborhood this is what Christmas is about it's about the birth of our Savior yes unless you had the wise men there because they weren't there when Jesus was born okay but that's a whole other issue mm-hmm. um yeah no I don't think that is a sinful I don't think that's a violation of the second commandment Okay. I don't think that it is a um, a violation of the second commandment to have pictures of Jesus in particular. Um, now, uh, I'll say more about that in a second, but I don't think it is a violation as though it's a sinful thing that we would have like the Jesus storybook Bible in our house and that we have there are uh, representations of Jesus in there. Mm-hmm. Not not I say that it's not necessarily a violation or not necessarily sinful. But I don't know if it is a, a healthy practice or wise um, to be trying to, you know, putting around your house pictures of Jesus um, and having those. I had a friend once who, for um, a gift, she gave me a <clears throat> a picture of Jesus. And it was, you know, that the white Jesus with blue eyes and kind of um, sandy blonde hair. It should be like air quotes, Jesus. Right, yeah. Picture of yeah, picture of Jesus, like somebody, like he sat still and right. somebody drew a picture. Um, and I wasn't comfortable with it. Um, did you burn it? I, no, I didn't. Um, I did Is throw it away. And I didn't feel right. bad about throwing it away because I don't think it was Jesus. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I don't think it actually was a picture of Jesus. It was just somebody's, a representation of somebody's image, mm-hmm. uh, imagination of what they thought Jesus would look like. And I don't think it was accurate even at that. Yeah. But um, I don't, I, I'm not comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And I think there can be some danger in having images of of Jesus. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, what about, uh, what about, so Jesus was a, a man. Is. Is a man. Mm-hmm. Jesus is a man as well as God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he had a body, has a body. Keep talking about him in the past tense as if he's no longer alive. Mm-hmm. I apologize for that. <laughs> um, has body. But uh, God, the Father, as is not a man. God, the Father, does not have a body. And in fact, one of the prohibitions he, he made was when he said to the people of Israel, when I spoke to you out of the fire, you saw no image. Mm-hmm. You just heard my words. So mm-hmm. uh, comment about that. Either one of you can do this. Comment about that and and, and how that might be different than trying to have pictures of Jesus in a children's Bible. Should we have, for example, pictures, people trying to have a, a graphic 
illustration of God the Father uh, mm-hmm. reaching down and touching Adam or, or whatever. Right. <clears throat> well, since Scripture is clear that God is spirit, um, to try to use any of the anthropomorphic language from Scripture... Mm-hmm. Um, Anthropomorphic that, means like people. Okay. So, like the idea of God uh, forming Adam from the dust. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what that that picture uh, is that in the Sistine Chapel where you see God's hand and Adam's Which is laying that? there, re- and there's a hand reaching down and Adam's reaching up, and <clears throat> I think that's supposed to be creation. God formed Adam from the dust, and so um, if people, Adam hadn't been Made alive yet? How was he reaching up? Well, it was at that moment. It was that yeah, spark yeah. moment. Okay, <clears throat> that, that was that was the Big Bang. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so I think people will take that, uh, or may, you know, hear even just the idea of God being Father, and so they'll come up with the idea in their mind of what a father looks like, and mm-hmm. then they'll try to put that into a picture, thinking that that's helpful somehow. But it is a distortion of uh, who God has revealed himself to be because God is invisible. Um, Christ in his humanity is limited. His, his, like his physical body is limited. Yeah. Um, there are things about um, Christ in his human nature that are, um, <clears throat> that are not true of God in his essence. Mm-hmm. And so, like to, that he got hungry, that he got tired, right? That his yeah, body yeah. can only be mm-hmm. in one place. At he, one died. Time. Yeah, right. he died, right? Died, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not true of God, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, to try to depict God in any of those ways, it's going to be uh, distorting who God is. Mm-hmm. And um, the Ryan Gill mentioned this in his question on Facebook. Um, the Westminster larger catechism question about this, uh, about the second commandment. And um, we're actually, there are some points of disagreement that we would have uh, with the answer here, but largely we would agree. It says, what are the sins forbidden in the second commandment? The sins forbidden in the second commandment are all devising, counseling, commanding, using, and anywise approving any religious worship not instituted by God himself, uh, also tolerating a false religion, the making any representation of God of all or of any of the three persons, either inwardly in our mind or outwardly in any kind of image or likeness of any creature. Um, and then it goes on. But I think the only place we would quibble would be what we've already talked about, that we would say, um, and it, maybe you could even quibble with, uh, or debate the language that they in, uh, mm-hmm. and what they really intended. Do they mean <clears throat> the second person of the Trinity? Um, God the Son. Right. Then in we would probably nature. say, yeah, that's right. correct. But to make a depiction of Jesus who has taken on flesh um, is has some dangers, like you said, mm-hmm. but we don't see it as forbidden. Yeah, you, you guys remember the movie um, Castaway, Tom Hanks? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's on the island, and I'm going to spoil it for you if you haven't seen the movie. Oh, no. Uh, I know it. 
So he's on the island. Spoiler alert. And he has very little with him that was his from the, from the plane wreck. And yet he got all these packages and stuff. So he has some stuff. But one thing he has of his picture of his fiance. Um, who was that? Was that Helen Hunt? Sure. I don't know. Anyway, so he's got a picture of her in his in his cave. There where he's at. <clears throat> and he looks at it uh, like every night. Like he talks to it and he gives, you know, kisses the picture. And all this while in the picture, she's static. She's who he imagines her to be. But she's re- who she was yeah. before he crashed. Right. But since then, she's grieved. She's married. She's had children. And after four years or so, when he comes back and sees her, he realizes she's not the same. Mm-hmm. So all the while, he's, in a sense, worshiping this image of her, but it's not really her. Yes. And so in a similar way, I think that when we have an image, whether it's a golden calf or a picture or whatever, the danger is and the sin can be when we if we worship God through it, like representing him, that that's not who he is. Mm-hmm. He is the fullness of all that he is all the time. And so if you make an image that has a lot of strength, well, God has strength. He's omnipotent. Right. But he's more than that. Make an image then that represents how about God's kindness and mercy? Well, he's also just. So how do you represent all that God is? All the time in one image. Well, you cannot. Right. And that's part of the reason why he is invisible. And we are to live by faith and not by sight. And so it, I think it stretches um, our faith to remember that God is an invisible being. And he is spirit. Mm-hmm. And he dwells in unapproachable light. And who no one has seen or can see. And so that he is a God who is heard through his word and not seen. And we shouldn't just be content with that. Well, I guess that's what we'll have to do. But to see that that's actually better. Right. God has given us that, and it's better than what we could see. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, there have been some religions that have, based on this commandment, uh, based on their interpretation of this commandment, have uh, prohibited some some things. So let's just talk about that for just a minute uh, about about what some people see as violations. I know we've already talked about. Uh, statues and and but but some religions so right, some religions permit and encourage the worship of statues and the, they would call it the veneration yes. of them yeah they make them as sacred but others <clears throat> prohibit things as far as like you're not allowed to have take pictures of yourself and mm-hmm. right and that is where you're talking about Jason uh, that they're they're Splitting that into two commands, essentially, right? Between verses four and five. Yeah, and the first command they would see <clears throat> not as representing, some people would see it not as representing images of God, but just as images in general. And yeah. or, as uh, I think uh, maybe it was Gina put on the Facebook page, that um, there are we are made in the image of God. And so can we not take uh, pictures or draw pictures? Well, Well, then from that, you could even go further and say we're not allowed to see them. So close your mm-hmm. eyes whenever there's another human in the room and don't ever look into a mirror. And there are some that say you shouldn't be looking into mirrors and you shouldn't take pictures and so forth. Um, but I think that that is a, a gross misunderstanding of the passage. I don't think he's saying that you shan't, can't do that. Part of it is because um, there is um, examples of God having them to make other images, not of himself, not to represent himself, right. but to represent other things. Mm-hmm. And um, if God has him do that, I think it would be a violation. Of right. And the, and the uh, adornment of the tabernacle and mm-hmm. temple. Yeah. Yeah. I agree that it is a gross, as I said, gross misunderstanding mm-hmm. of the passage. But uh, it's also an understandable one 
in that, if you just read verse 4 of Exodus 20, right. you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness or anything that is in heavens above or the, in the earth beneath or is it in the water under the earth. Stop. That's it. You yeah. know, if you just take that by itself uh, out of... And obey it. Yeah. Then um, I see where people get that. However, um, there's one more incident of that shows us why it's important to, to read scripture and interpret it in context. Yeah. Um, because the next verse makes it pretty clear I, in our, in our understanding mm-hmm. um, and in the understanding of most of the church throughout history, that this is uh, don't make any of these images in such a way that you would bow down to them or serve them. So connecting it to the next verse, especially the Protestant church, um, mm-hmm. Roman Catholic Church, um, they do have what you said, you know, veneration of certain um, saints, and then you have statues of them and pictures of Mary. Or medals of them. Medals, rosary beads, and crosses and crucifixes and stuff that would... I think that that is a violation of the second commandment in the the specific principle, because it's Mm -hmm. a way of trying to um, bring God close and somehow manipulate blessing from him like if i have a statue of saint christopher in my on my steering wheel or on my uh, dashboard that that can somehow um lead me to be safe or that god will keep me safe i guess if you put on your steering wheel that would make it not safe but seem to be less yeah let's say but if you put on your dashboard it's a way of god will protect me right because saint christopher will um he will go to god on my behalf and mediate some of god's blessings to Mm me and um, right. we have one mediator between uh, God and man. It's the man Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the, um, the blessings of God are promised in him by faith, uh, by, by, by grace through faith, not because we have some statue or say a certain prayer a certain mm-hmm. way. Right. right. So I, think, I don't think that's careful worship of God. Yeah. Yep. And so I guess last thing, Jason, you, you covered this, but maybe, I, maybe I'm just asking you to give a little summary a little summary of your long sermon on Mm -hmm, Sunday. mm -hmm. As people living in the 21st century and and members of Piney Ridge Church, what are some ways then that we just need to be careful to Mm -hmm. obey this commandment? What are are some uh, snares and traps that we might fall into? I would say specifically, uh, as the specific um, principle of the commandment, that we shouldn't try to mediate, mediate God's blessing or presence or manipulate his blessings from him, is that not to have statues and not to look at pictures that way. I think uh, you don't have statues and images and pictures of, of God or even of Jesus by which you would um, bow down to them or pray to them. Or even, as we talked about, we have a cross in our auditorium um, when we're singing songs. If you're looking to the cross um, and saying, you know, this is that that reminds me of Jesus. That's helped me to focus on Jesus. I, I don't. I think that's dangerous at best. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, whether it's a Jesus storybook Bible or other children's Bible or book or um, a TV show or a movie that has a picture of Jesus or a representation of Jesus, don't see that as more of a faithful representation of uh, of God or of Jesus than the Bible does. Mm-hmm. Amen. Look to Scripture. Mm-hmm. Secondly, mm-hmm. I would say more generally. Um, that if there's ways that you like to worship God, but he has not so prescribed in his word. um, Well, first, if there's ways you like to worship God, you say, I I enjoy doing this in worship gatherings, or I enjoy doing this throughout my day to worship God, evaluate it. 
evaluate it mm -hmm. by scripture, test it and say, is this really what God has commanded? Has he forbidden this? Um, is this allowed? Is this, am I, is this way um, that God wants to be worshiped? Because it's about what he wants, not what we want. Mm -hmm. So just in general, there's so many ways. I was telling my boys on the way home, I was driving them, um, and I said, you know, uh, I remember, Nathan, one of the first conversations we had, I think, over email was um, you talking about um, a worship song that you thought was uh, it sounded good, but that you didn't want to play it because uh, and lead people in it because you thought that the message was not biblical. I remember being, being super encouraged and um, that they were somebody who didn't just, well, they say, well, that's for somebody else to worry about. I just want to sing songs that I like and that other people like. Mm -hmm. um, but what does God <clears throat> desire? And um, so I was telling my boys that you should consider it a great privilege that you have pastors, that you have a church body that wants God to be worshiped in ways that he is pleased by and to not just be flippant or careless and do things that we feel like we should do or want to do. Mm -hmm. um, so really just go to God's word um, and be careful with what we, how we worship God and what, what ways we do that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to read this quote from, well, it's from a book called Worship by the Book. D.A. Carson. The book being editor. there, the worship by the Bible. That's what they're meaning. Right, right, right. <clears throat> and, but he is quoting from Plantinja? Is that Cornelius? Or Alvin. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, which one's older? Yep. <laughs> Cornelius sounds older. Yeah. Anyway, um, the quote is as follows. If we know the characteristic sins of the age, we can guess its foolish and fashionable assumptions. That morality is simply a matter of personal taste. So remember, these are foolish and fashionable assumptions. These are, he is saying uh, these are not, not accurate. These okay. are the assumptions that culturally we bring. That morality is simply a matter of personal taste. That all silences need to be filled up with human chatter or background music. That 760% of the American people are victims, that it is better to feel than to think, that rights are more important than responsibilities, that even for children, the right to choose supersedes all other rights, that real liberty can be enjoyed without virtue, that self-reproach is for fogies, that God is a chum or even a gopher whose job is to make us rich or happy or religiously excited, that it is more satisfying to be envied than respected, that it is better for politicians and preachers to be cheerful than truthful, that Christian worship fails unless it is fun. Hmm. I think those are good categories to do some of that assessment yep. by that you're talking about. Yes. To say, um, <clears throat> because I, I think he's right that these are for many people simply assumptions and unquestioned, even unrecognized assumptions. Right, unthought about. Yeah, <clears throat> that we bring and go, yeah. yeah, God's job is to make me religiously excited you know uh, if i do my part then if he's going to do his part that means that i'm going to feel a certain thing mm. when i come to worship and i think that's one of the reasons why uh, people may leave a worship gathering disappointed or may just leave the church because if that's what they think that god is supposed to be doing for them it didn't work yeah yeah, the church God's, didn't do their job. I did my part. I came on a Sunday morning, and God either the church failed or, or God, God just God failed. God failed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so God knowing for, what God, God forbid, I might knowing add. what God yeah. has commanded, and then knowing what God has promised, 
mm-hmm. um, as we obey his commands, both those things are essential for worship to actually be worship. Yeah. The most egregious thing you said in all of that was 760 percent uh-huh. or something of the American people are victims. You cannot have you more than one hundred percent of anything. Well, so just, that, that, that math just wanted to point Steve that out. Just couldn't take that. I think we'll draw your assumptions about math. We'll draw this one to a close. But does anyone have any final words that they want to say on this subject? All right, then. Well, thank you for listening to this edition, and we'll turn it over to David Neighbor to close us out. Thank you for listening. We have a new podcast each week, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes. For more information about Piney Ridge Church in Wentzville, Missouri, visit us online at pineyridgechurch.org. That's P-E-I-N-E, ridgechurch.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Piney Ridge. That's all for today. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday morning.